and welcome to the Public School Matters podcast presented by the North Carolina Association of School Administrators. I'm Katherine Joyce, NCASA's Executive Director, and joining me as she does for each episode is Legal Affairs and Policy Manager Elizabeth Yelverton. Together, we talk about the legislative and policy news affecting our public schools in North Carolina. Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in. This week, Catherine and I are thrilled to be joined by Christy Grant, who is the president of the NC Council of Administrators of Special Education and also the executive director of Exceptional Children and Student Support Services for Nash County Schools. Also joining us today is Jill McKenna, who is the assistant superintendent for special education services in Wake County Public Schools. How are y'all doing today, Christy and Jill? We're doing great. Thank you. I'm doing good. I'll let Jill speak for herself, but we're doing good after returning from the Thanksgiving holidays. I'm doing great. I appreciate you all having us here with you today. Indeed, and we are glad to have both you ladies from NC Case with us today. And for our listeners out there who may not be familiar with that acronym, NC Case, Christy, as the current president of NC Case, can you talk a little about the organization and who it represents? Um, Yes, I can definitely do that. Um, I'm excited to actually share information on NC Case. Um, We are an affiliate, we are affiliated as a division of the Council for Exceptional Children. We have a longstanding history of advocacy and support for special education across the state. Um, NC Case was organized to promote professional leadership. We provide opportunities for study of problems that that all members and all directors and support staff across the state have. And we communicate information that develop improved services for our exceptional children. We work really closely with the Office of Exceptional Children at DPI and strive to provide support across the state, um, influence policies and practice, and advocate for programs that really improve the quality of special education and services. We currently have about 125 members and our membership is growing. Um, We represent districts, um, higher ed staff, who are really committed to changing the trajectory for our students with disabilities. Our current members must also be a member of the Council for Exceptional Children who um, oversee, administer, or or supervise, or or coordinate a program, school, or class for special education. It could be someone who's a former administrator of special education or someone who's currently employed in another capacity who are in the college um, faculty, a higher ed. And the major responsibility is the professional preparation for administrators of special ed. So that's, that's really our focus, is just sharing our you know, sharing our story, getting everybody pulled together and making sure that we um, promote our organization, promote um, leadership opportunities and and to really advocate at the state level. Well, thank you for that introduction. And it sounds like your focus is really on a really special population in our public schools and, and in some cases, some of our most vulnerable students that need special services. So thank thank you for your leadership and, and what you all do every day. Thank you. 
Well, and as you were mentioning early, uh, earlier, Christy, uh, NC Case is one of our 12 affiliates. And uh, as you were mentioning about sharing your story, Christy, I always enjoy your feedback on our legislative presentations because I always learn something new about what's happening um, in special education and how can we support our students with special needs. And with you ladies really being the experts in your field, Jill, I was actually wondering if I could direct this question to you and if you could talk with us a little bit more about the role of special education administrators in general, just for people who might not be aware of what you all do. Absolutely. So special education administrators really wear many different hats. Um, We are responsible for planning, developing, coordinating, managing special education programs and services um, within our districts and ensuring compliance with both the federal law and regulations and our state policies governing services for students with disabilities. Um, This includes things like aligning our budgets and resources with student needs, providing professional learning opportunities for school-based administrators, as well as special education teachers and instructional assistants and related service providers. Um, We also work closely with with families as we work to support their child. Um, Special education administrators collaborate with community agencies and we develop partnerships that really improve services and supports for children with disabilities across the district and across the state. That's very helpful, Jill. And we know our special education administrators often fill a difficult, but often very extremely important role in our public schools. It also seems to me that the state legislature is often looking for ways to improve educational opportunities for our students with special needs. In your opinion, Jill, are there any laws or policies either the State Department of Public Instruction or the General Assembly should tackle in their new session that will begin in January? Absolutely. Um, NC Case has has identified some priorities for us when it comes to legislation. We do fully support sending the recommendations uh, that Sherry Thomas, the State Director for the Office of Exceptional Children, made to the Joint Legislative Education Committee in October um, that were based on the funding formula uh, study. The changes are really needed to address the current EC funding formula and the appropriations process so that we focus more on allotment decisions that are based on service needs and levels for students instead of a straight per student allotment with the 13% funding cap. Also, as mentioned in the funding formula study, it's important for us to continue our work with the Division of Health Benefits to expand the number of Medicaid billable services, as well as the age ranges for school districts. An additional area uh, that uh, we we would like to see tackled is really continuing to support and work for improvements in the available financial resources to encourage school safety and mental health services throughout the state. In order to fully address the social, emotional and mental health needs of our students, we need additional funding for instructional support personnel to allow school districts to hire additional nurses, counselors and social workers who are crucial in helping to address the increasing mental health challenges our students face. Districts also need to have the ability to hire mental health professionals who hold clinical degrees. 
in the area of school safety, it's important for the legislature to continue or to consider modifying the current safety grants to become permanent with recurring state funds. We would also like to just highlight the importance of of teacher recruitment and retention. That's a priority for us for all areas of education, but particularly needed for special education teachers and related service staff. NCCASE believes that focusing on the EC funding formula and the school safety and mental health services will impact teacher retention. Um, And as education laws and policies are considered, we would advocate that a focus also be given to measures that would support recruitment and retention efforts for staff. So thank you for for that list. And I'm I'm thinking here, a big part of what you focused on was the the exceptional children funding formula. And I I know you mentioned earlier when you you outlined the list of priorities, you mentioned a 13% cap. Can you explain what the 13% cap is and what that means in reality to students served in our school districts across the state? Sure. So right now, the funding that districts receive is a straight dollar amount per child who has an IEP. And that is up to 13% of of our, our average daily membership in our district. Many districts across the state have more than 13% of students identified as students with disabilities. Anything above that 13%, we do not currently get additional funding for. So what what that means in reality is that we have to take the amount that we're given up to that 13% and apply that to serving students up to, in some districts, it might be 14 or 15 or 16%. Um, The the additional overage, we, we don't get funded for currently. And so you're kind of taking money from from a pot that's meant for a a certain percentage of students and having to stretch that a little bit further. And in districts, the actual dollar amount for that can can vary quite a bit from tens of thousands of dollars up to, you know, a a million dollars more that, that a district may have to supplement with with local funds or figure out creative uses of funds to, to be able to make that work. That is a, a very helpful explanation of how the funding cap works. And certainly I think the bottom line means that we would hope to see the state and probably even the federal government invest more dollars into supporting our students with special needs. And we'll be adding more support for our special education administrators to the wish list for NCASA's legislative priorities too. And let me just say here, thank both of you ladies from NCCASE for joining us today and talking about the priorities for supporting the special education students in North Carolina. We appreciate everything you do, and we certainly uh, want to work with you to help ensure that that more, even more support is coming, coming to Um, every school district in the state to um, enhance the services provided to students with special needs. That's right, Catherine. Thank you, ladies, so much for being here today. And if any of our listeners have something um, that they would like to change or improve about public education in North Carolina, we are asking you to send those wish lists our way. 
Uh, Catherine and I will be going through some of our top wishes for public education in a upcoming holiday-themed episode, and we'd love to share your wishes, too. So send those wish lists to info at ncasa.net, and while you're at it, feel free to visit our website, ncasa.net, or follow us on Twitter at NCASA Tweets. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again soon. You've been listening to Public School Matters with the North Carolina Association of School Administrators. To stay up to date on legislation and policy news affecting K-12 education, we hope you'll join us for future episodes and subscribe to this podcast. Thank you for helping us ensure that each public school in North Carolina matters.